Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Hope everybody had a, um, had a great Thanksgiving. Um, if you can probably tell, I did not. <clears throat> if you can tell, it's, uh, I'm, I, I got sick. And I'm still battling some of the remnants of it here. Uh, started with like the cough and then uh, chest congestion. Started on Wednesday, so I had off on Wednesday because of the basketball game. And I started feeling badly that morning when I woke up. And then I started getting pain in my legs. And I was like, oh, man, this is the flu. The last time I had the flu really, really bad was like, I don't know, 10 years ago. It's the only time I ever had the flu really bad. And I got all this muscle cramping and pain around my knees, my calves and thighs. So I laid in bed, but the pain in my legs just, they spread then up to my lower back. I couldn't sleep because like every position either caused like this shooting. It felt like um, nerve pain. It felt like, uh, like when you hit your funny bone, you know? So it was either in my legs or in my back or both, and it would come and go, just like pulsing and radiating. Ugh. Friday felt a little bit better, but then Friday night, it came back. The pain came back. So then Saturday, head over to the the atrium emergency center. It's not not the full-on hospital. It's like these emergency centers, you know? This one was down in Steel Creek. Uh, It was not the flu. Turned out not the flu, not COVID either. I didn't even think about that one, which is like quite remarkable considering. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even cross my mind, um, but it tested negative for that too. Man, it was such a pleasure getting the nose swab again. Hadn't had that in a while. Mm, took me back. Memories. Um, but they were great folks at the atrium center, uh, at the emergency center down there. Um, they said, yeah, you have probably caught some sort of a virus. And it inflamed the sacroiliac nerve system. I had never heard of such a nerve system. It it sounded almost like plants or flowers, though. Um, Never heard of it. And so the whole nervous system, the whole nerve system from basically your, your back through the lower back, down through the butt, and down through your legs... When people get sciatica, this is where it also apparently originates. That whole system was like inflamed. So they got me some steroids and now I'm benching like a thousand pounds. Um, So yeah, thanks. I got to get some new clothing, but um, hang on a second. Where is that? No, I got the steroids and wait a minute. Where is the, dang it. Where is the stuff? Oh, sorry. Here it is. Found it. Okay. Hey, remember that time I got angry, kind of like a rage over a misplaced paper there? That's uh, Sorry about that. I totally did not mean it. But yes, I'm on steroids. This is like, it's called the sacro- sacroiliac. I'm just kidding. I'm not roid raging here. I don't think I'm taking dosages high enough. But it helped immediately. That and driving home in the heated seat in the car. It's Christy's car. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, you could put warm compresses on it. And so I said, well, she's got these heat seeders. I never use this thing. So I put it on, 
put it onto Max and felt awesome. But according, uh, this is uh, one of those doctor websites that uh, the, the doctors love when you uh, quote to them. No, really, you should do it. Like print out a whole bunch of things off of the website, uh, off of the, the internet and bring it to your primary care physician. They love it. Um, <laughs> there are two of them in your lower back, the sacroiliac, 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 or the SI joint. Um, not to be confused with the bar uh, uh, that's branded and franchised by Sports Illustrated. But there are two of these in your lower back. They sit on each side of your spine. Their main job is to carry the weight of your upper body when you stand or walk and shift that load to your legs. So, anyway, learned that body part this uh, this holiday weekend. So my Christmas or my Christmas, my Thanksgiving got canceled. I uh, I was not the only one who had to cancel my Thanksgiving festivities. The, uh, the Interfaith Thanksgiving Service annual event in Charlotte's been going on, what, like 30 years? A decades-old Charlotte tradition that gathers people from different faith communities for a Thanksgiving service did not occur this year due to concerns over, no, not covid no, not some crazy virus that gives you sacroiliac, whatever, uh, joint inflammation. No, no. There were concerns over a protest. Weird. An interfaith Thanksgiving service. It's been going on for decades, meant to build bridges between various liberal denominations. <laughs> I, I kid, I kid. But, um, I mean, it was started by the Unitarians, but... um. They had to cancel it. Mecklenburg Metropolitan Interfaith Network, or the MMIN, or as I like to call it, the MMIN. It canceled its annual interfaith Thanksgiving service just hours before it was scheduled to start Wednesday at Trinity Presbyterian Church on Providence Road. Muslim and Arab community members had gathered... I I just want to register this... this opposition to the overuse of the term, the term community. This idea that, oh, well, you're Arab, so you're the Arab community. You're in the Arab community. Now, like, the term, is, it, it becomes this like sort of uh, politically correct catch-all. But what you're really talking about is, is profiling, right? That's what you're doing. Except for what? Yeah, you don't do the white community. For some reason, the white community. Now, inside the white community, you could do like the Irish community or the the English community in Charlotte, like that sort of thing. The, you know, whatever. But like, just simply identifying people based on their ethnicity, their uh, their gender, uh, their race, their na- uh, nation of origin. And you slap the word community after it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm totally not being a fill-in-the-blank-ist, you know? Anyway, the Muslim and Arab community members had gathered at the site before the service was scheduled to begin. In an email announcing the cancellation, Min said that it was aware, that's the Mecklenburg Metropolitan Interfaith Network, although it seems like they go by, they go by the name of Mechmin. That sounds kind of cool, too. Mechman. Wasn't that the lead character on Quantum Leap? 
Anyway, Mechman said it was aware that a peaceful protest was planned, and so they had to cancel their event, obviously. That's what you do when peaceful protests are planned at your event, I hear. Right? Obviously so. Yeah, you can, I mean, you know there you do not need to worry if you're trying to put on an event about some peaceful protest going on across the street from you. My goodness. Right? That that would absolutely force cancellation. Now, if they were saying it was going to be like something like a fiery but mostly peaceful, like that, all right, then that might change the dynamic, but this was just a a peaceful protest, so obviously you got to cancel your event. We had anticipated this possibility and had protocols in place. After consultation with the host church and with respect for their concerns that our protocols might not be adequate. Oh, oh, so Mechman's tossing the church under the bus, the Trinity Presbyterian Church. That's that's what they're saying. They're like, we totally had protocols in place. It was going to be a peaceful protest, but apparently the they, they had concerns that our protocols might not be adequate. Well, yeah, for example, what if the peaceful protest turns not so peaceful or what if they try to you know storm the church and participate or disrupt your event do you have security that's going to be able to stop them from going through the doors at this big open event no probably not what if they choose to disrupt your event what if they choose to glue their hands to the floors oh pete they wouldn't do that they did it before the thanksgiving parade in new york city right by the way, have you noticed all of the Just Stop Oil people, all of the Antifa people, and all of the pro-Palestinian, totally not in favor of Hamas, but they never denounced Hamas people, they are all wearing the same outfits. Have you noticed this? What's up with that? They're all dressed in black block. They all wear the black shirts, the black pants. They've swapped out some of the black face masks for the the, the kefia, whatever it is, the little scarf thing. That's now a fashion statement in support of baby bee headers. You know that. Uh, but aside from a couple, uh, you know, a couple of the accessories, it's all basically the same uniform. Mm, I wonder if there's something to that. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out email is pete at the pete calendar show.com and on twitter at pete calendar where i've riled up some of the members uh, that have declared themselves in favor of uh, team baby beheading rapist aka hamas um yeah there's a couple of them that are mad i put them on my list of of hamas lovers which is weird Although one of them actually said that, oh, this is great. This is where all of the, the correct news is. All the people that are on your list, they're the ones telling the truth. Thanks for making this list. Yeah. You you do you, terrorist. Um, anyway, um, in uh, Charlotte on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, they always do this interface, uh, interfaith Thanksgiving service. And uh, they bring in all these different, you know, churches and 
synagogues and mosques and like all these different religions, they all come together and they do like, like I think what was the, this year's interfaith service theme was radical inclusion. Ooh, so edgy. Um, this is the uh, piece in the Charlotte Observer written by Catherine Muchigrosso. I think is how she, I think. Look, I grew up in New York. I'm pretty good with the Italian pronunciations. Sounds Italian. I think I'm pretty good with that. Anyway, um, after consultation with the host church and with respect for their concerns that our protocols for this peaceful protest that was occurring right across the street, targeting the event, they they were like, oh, we got protocols in place, but the church was like, mm, we're not so sure. And it was with great reluctance that the, incre- and the, uh, that the incredibly difficult decision was made to cancel. As many as 1,500 people have attended the service held each year at a different house of worship in Charlotte. Imam John Ederer, 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 E-D-E-R-E-R, Ederer, he's an imam, and he is the former president of MacMint, or sorry, MacMin, the Mecklenburg Metropolitan Interfaith Network. He said the protest was not intended to oppose Mechman. Its focus was to bring attention to the Israel-Hamas war's impact on Palestinian people and to encourage frank discussions in interfaith communities about the complex topic. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, are people not aware of what's happening? It, show of hands, anybody not aware of what's happening in Gaza? Is it not gotten enough coverage? Ederer, who is the imam and religious director of the Muslim Community Center of Charlotte, said that while he wasn't involved in the protest planning, his understanding was that the peaceful gathering was part of the Palestinian community's efforts to draw attention to what's happening in Gaza. But once again, I'm pretty sure everybody at the interfaith event is aware of what's going on in Israel and in Gaza. Pretty pretty confident saying that. There I, like I'm I'm going with like a 99% confidence rating that 99% of the people are aware of what's going on over in Gaza. Ederer said they feel like their voices are never heard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We've not seen any pro-Palestinian demonstrations or heard their demands for Palestine to be free from the river to the sea. Like we haven't heard any of these things, right? No, of course not. Oh, my wife went to Concord Mills area. She didn't even go to the mall. And there were some people protesting out there. There was protesters that stormed the Crabtree Mall in Raleigh, right? Protesters shut down. Uh, I forget what I forget what bridge it was in New York City, right? They delayed and disrupted the uh, the Thanksgiving Day parade. Like I'm pretty sure that people are hearing your voice. Here's the here's the distinction. Okay, they're not listening to you, right? They hear you. They're not listening to you. And by listening, I don't mean like receiving the the audio signals. I'm saying listening as in a child is told to listen to their parent. In other words, they're not submitting. We are not submitting. We're we're, we're not bending the knee. And that's what's angering them. That's like they're making all their protests uh, they're they're disrupting everybody else's lives, and they say like we want our voices to be heard. What they want us to uh, to actually do is to listen to them as a child would a parent, but we won't, and that's why they keep 
with the protests. The thing to always keep in mind on this stuff, right? These are anti-Western civilizationalists. They're Marxists. They're anti-capitalists. The issue is never the issue. The issue that they are protesting is never really the issue. This is why we have the spectacle of uh, the um, uh, the adolescent moonbat Greta Thunberg, uh, who, who is out at some sort of um, uh, pro-Palestinian rally. Like she she made her fame with the uh, with the climate change garbage. Now here she is with the pro-Palestinian movement. Really? How dare you? For real? I don't understand it. I do understand it. It's anti-civilizationalism. They are opposed to the Western way of life. They would like to usher in Marxist, communist regimes, and it doesn't matter to them. And, and, and the, the Islamists are just, they're just kind of latching on because they, they fit a category of oppressed in the eyes of the leftists. The peaceful protest that was said to be held across the street from the big Thanksgiving interfaith uh, service it's been going on for decades in Charlotte. They canceled it because of this peaceful protest. A public interfaith conversation about Zionism, an effort by Jewish people to regain and retain their biblical homeland, as described in the book of Genesis, is critical, given how many religions have ties to the land now known as Israel, said this imam named Ederer. John Ederer. So he wants to have a conversation about Zionism. The interfaith Thanksgiving service has the thing that it was doing, and it was this radical inclusiveness event theme. They they did their program. This guy used to be part of, the, he was the leader of the Mech Men. And he claims he wasn't part of the peaceful protest organizing or anything, but he just happens to know a little bit about it. Oh, and he's also been pushing for it, this, this uh, uh, conversation about Zionism. So what have they done? They hijacked the event. That's what these protesters, these activists do. They, they hijack events. They force you to care. When to care. How to care. They're dictating to you. They demand submission to their will. Much like Islam. Submission to the will of Allah. Ultimately, he said this, that was a discussion that we were never just able to have, leading to some frustration among some members of Mechmen. In early November, an email from Ederer on behalf of the imams of Charlotte to the Mechmen board laid out frustration over two opinion pieces published in the Charlotte Observer about the Israel-Hamas war. Quote, The Muslim community of Mecklenburg County cannot partner with any organization that affiliates with an oppressive ideology. So Jews, I'm guessing. Or you, you, if you're Jewish, then you can't be a supporter of Israel. That's the idea? As I understand it? About 40 people from the Muslim and Arab community had gathered across the street before the scheduled Thanksgiving service, said Paul McAllister, founder and president of Global Leaders in Unity and Evolvement. <laughs> he was scheduled to participate in the service. And he said canceling it seems to have been a bit of an overreaction based on 
unsubstantiated statements from outside the Mechman organization. Okay? Unsubstantiated statements. Like what? Like threats? Promises of violence or disruption to the event? What? People had come from across the state for the service and left disappointed, McAllister said. But worse, he said it perpetuates, again, this is really the key here, it perpetuates false stereotypes linking the Muslim community to violence. <laughs> well, I think it's just leftism in general, uh, these uh, black bloc protests. I think that's really the general sentiment because there is a link. They get kind of they get kind of fiery, but mostly peaceful at some of their demonstrations. So again, you you demand that they they speak about something that you want them to speak about in the way that you want them to speak about it. And if you don't, then you're if they don't, then you are going to set up a protest at their event to disrupt their event. And when unsubstantiated statements from outside of the organization start filtering in that cause concerns that they canceled the 30 year event. The real victim here are the Muslims right? <laughs> because, well, there's that negative stereotype that they're going to get violent. Like if we don't believe what they believe, they may, you know, start acting violently. I guess this stuff works for people who know no history. I think that I think I think that's why they make this play. And they've got to be inspired by all of the dumbasses marching in the streets for their cause. I've I've said from the very beginning, like my my position on Israel Hamas is like I have moral clarity. You don't do to another nation what Hamas did to Israel. You don't do that. You were offered different attempts at having your own nation, having your own land, building your own society. You have chosen war, and now you have war because of October 7th. You have war. And, and all of the reasons and all of the history and all of that, it's long, it's complex, it's blah, 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 blah. You are either looking to forge a path forward or you are looking to eliminate your opposition. Hamas has made it very clear that they are seeking to eliminate their opposition, that being the Jews. And, and then after that, then like all other non-believers, because that's, that, that, that's kind of part of the deal. Um, so Israel is unleashed. You, you got the fight you wanted. And Hamas wanted it. Make no doubt about it. it. Hamas wanted this. Their expectation was it would grow into a wider conflict. And so far it has not. It still could. We're, we're probably dancing right up on the line of World War III. But um, this was intentional. They picked this fight. It's why they picked the fight the way they did it. It's why they were so exuberant and jubilant as they committed the atrocities, right? So, no, it doesn't, it doesn't go unanswered. And um, you don't get to invade another nation, rape their women, behead their children, murder 1,200 people, take 200-plus hostages back into your, your rat tunnels. You don't get to do that. And yeah, there's a lot of Palestinian people that are going to die that had nothing to do with Hamas and they're going to die. And they've been kept in a, you want to call that an open air prison that, uh, got, that Hamas has been running in Gaza? Okay, because they've been running it. 
So, and it's terrible. War is terrible all around. But no, I'm not going to pressure Israel to stop because if Hamas and the Palestinians and all you protesters, you want it to stop, you you should be out there demanding not a ceasefire. You should be demanding Hamas surrender because that ends this. You realize that, right? Hamas surrenders, returns all the hostages, and turns themselves over and all of the people that uh, planned and, and participated in the attack turn themselves in. Then, then yeah, the, the 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 peaceful, innocent people of Gaza will will not have uh, bombs dropped on their uh, locations any longer. But that's not happening for some reason. People don't want a ceasefire. It's almost like there's a different motivation. Time for the 30th annual Hancock's Bikes for Kids. You want to join in the spirit of giving? Started by John Hancock and donate a new bicycle for a child in need this Christmas. We'll gather on Friday, December 8th here at WBT, and all of the WBT personalities will be on hand to say hi and to uh, to say thank you when you uh, give over the bicycle. We will take it from you, and uh, we will ride away on it. No, I'm kidding. We put them all on like a big truck, and then they all get um, distributed to kids for Christmas, so they've got a bicycle under the tree. Um. It's Hancock's Bikes for Kids presented in partnership with WBTV Friday, December 8th, 5 p.m. until 9 p.m. Sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Go to WBT.com for all of the details. Um, All right. So finally, last little bit here on this uh, community wide interfaith Thanksgiving service that was started back in 1975 here in Charlotte. Reverend Sidney Freeman of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Charlotte and Rabbi Harold Krantzler of Temple Beth El. Um, they've been doing it every single year. I'm not sure about during the COVID pandemic year, but um, not sure. But um, f- for Mechmen, formed as Mecklenburg Ministries in 1987, the mission was to be, quote, an interfaith advocate for compassion and justice within our community. Houses of worship from faiths include Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Judaism, Sikhism, and among Mechmen's uh, are among the, the current members. The Thanksgiving event has brought together leaders from various faiths and speakers from Charlotte and around the state and the country in previous years. It has not shied away from current events in years past, such as the fatal police shooting of Keith Lamont Scott in 2016 and the protests that followed. See, but that leftism was different because that leftism did not inherently pit liberals against leftists, see, whereas this one does. And so this is when this is when you realize the fragility of the intersectional mob, right? When everybody is uh, a designated victim class and they quote intersect uh, in their oppressed status, and that's the only thing they claim to have in common. Really, is this you know we're the oppressed going after the oppressor, and that's how Israel has become quote the oppressor in this scenario. Which, whatever, like that's. The issue is never the issue. Israel, Hamas, not the issue, right? The issue is the deconstruction of Western civilization, the free market capitalist society that we have here and has spread uh, wealth and prosperity to the planet. There are fewer people living in abject poverty now than at any time in the history of our species. And that's thanks to free market capitalism, Western enlightenment ideas. And... The threat that was seen by Iran 
was that Israel was normalizing relations with the Sunni Muslim nations. And that would put Iran in a marginalized position. And so they released their dogs. The Thanksgiving event uh, also helps Loaves and Fishes. The CEO of Loaves and Fishes, Tina Postel, uh, according to the Charlotte Observer article, uh, said each year the service holds a food drive for Loaves and Fishes, brings in a couple hundred pounds of food, as well as support for nonprofit crisis assistance ministries. Loaves and Fishes served a record-breaking 5,000 people the week leading up to Thanksgiving. It hurts organizations like us that count on these donations. Need is at an all-time high. But you know what? Who cares when you've got some virtue signaling to do in the cause of leftism? Sorry. Sorry, uh, the people that are supposed to be directly helped by leftism. You're actually going to be harmed by the leftism. Completely unexpectedly. I know. Which raises the question, why do the lefties hate Thanksgiving so? <laughs> well, because along the lines of what I've been saying, right? It, it comes from the same place. I mean, they're trying, like, did you just, uh, see any articles on this um, over the last week? They, there was this push to, uh, it's not going to go anywhere, not call it Thanksgiving. Let's call it Truthsgiving. Truthsgiving. Yeah. Where we give truths. My truths. Right. This was in the Nation publication. It may read like a rote example of the self-flagellation to which progressives submit themselves every year, but there is a philosophy behind it. Noah Rothman covered it in his book, The Rise of the New Puritans, Fighting Back Against Progressives' War on, on Fun. Progressivism rose from the ashes of the Puritan experiment in mainline Protestant New England. It retains some of those totalitarian traits. And as you would expect from a holistic worldview that maintains all the society's oars, got to row in the same direction. The original Puritans, you know, encouraged by Cotton Mather, like the witch trial guy. This is where, like, this is where the roots of progressivism trace back to. So it's not terribly surprising. (laughs) 